namo bhagavate vasudevaya Shavnam Diaries podcast Hare Krishna everyone we're continuing to read the Bhagavad Gita as it is the book by his divine grace Abhay Charanaravinda Bhakti Vedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada chapter 12 devotional service text 3 and 4 Yetvaksharam anirdeshyam avyaktam paryupasate sarvatra gamma chintyam cha kutasthamachalam druvam Sanyamyandriyagramam sarvatra samabudhaya te prapnuvanti mam eva sarvabhuta hiterataha But those who fully worship the unmanifested that which lies beyond the perception of the senses the all-pervading inconceivable unchanging fixed and immovable the impersonal conception of the absolute truth by controlling the various senses and being equally disposed to every one such persons engaged in the welfare of all at last achieve me purport those who do not directly worship the supreme godhead krishna but who attempt to achieve the same goal by an indirect process also ultimately achieve the same goal shri krishna quote after many births the man of wisdom seeks refuge in me knowing that vasudeva is all unquote when a person comes to full knowledge after many births he surrenders unto lord krishna if one approaches the godhead by the method mentioned in this verse he has to control the senses render service to everyone and engage in the welfare of all beings it is inferred that one has to approach lord krishna otherwise there is no perfect realization often there is much penance involved before one fully surrenders unto him in order to perceive the super soul within the individual soul one has to cease the sensual activities of seeing hearing tasting working etc then one comes to understand that the supreme soul is present everywhere realizing this one envies no living entity he sees no difference between man and animal because he sees soul only not the outer covering but for the common man this method of impersonal realization is very difficult text 5 kleshodhikatarastesham avyakta sakta chetasam avyakta hi gatir dukham dehavad bhiravapyate For those whose minds are attached to the unmanifested impersonal feature of the supreme advancement is very troublesome to make prost- progress in that discipline is always difficult for those who are embodied purport 
The group of transcendentalists who follow the path of the inconceivable, unmanifested, impersonal feature of the Supreme Lord are called Jnana Yogis, and persons who are in full Krishna consciousness, engaged in devotional service to the Lord, are called Bhakti Yogis. Now, here is the difference between Jnana Yoga and Bhakti Yoga. Here the difference between them is definitely expressed. Mm -hmm. The process of Jnana Yoga, although ultimately bringing one to the same goal, is very troublesome, whereas the path of Bhakti Yoga, the process of being in direct service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is easier and is natural for the embodied soul. So it's easier and it's natural. Hmm. So Jnana Yoga brings us to the same conclusion and same destination. But after a long time, and not everybody can actually do it. But Bhakti Yoga is easier, it's more natural, and it's a direct process. Mm -hmm. Okay, The individual soul is embodied since time immemorial. It is very difficult for him to supply, to simply theoretically understand that he is not the body. Hmm. Therefore, the Bhakti Yoga accepts the deity of Krishna as worshipable, because there is, there is some bodily conception fixed in the mind, which can thus be applied. Of course, worship of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his form within the temple is not idol worship. There is evidence in the Vedic literature that worship may be saguna or nirguna of the Supreme, possessing or not possessing attributes. Worship of the deity in the temple is saguna worship, for the Lord is represented by material qualities. But the form of the Lord, though represented by material qualities such as stone, wood, or oil paint, is not actually material. That is the absolute nature of the Supreme Lord. A crude example may be given here. We may find some mailboxes on the street, and if we post our letters in those boxes, they will naturally go to their destination without difficulty. But any old box or an imitation which we may find somewhere, but which is not authorized by the post office, will not do the work. Similarly, God has an authorized representation in the deity form, which is called Archa Vigraha. This Archa Vigraha is an incarnation of the Supreme Lord. God will accept service through that form. The Lord is omnipotent and all-powerful. Therefore, by His incarnation as Archavigraha, He can accept the services of the devotee just to make it convenient for the man in conditioned life. 
So, for a devotee there is no difficulty in approaching the Supreme immediately and directly. But for those who are following the impersonal way to spiritual realization, the path is difficult. They have to understand the unmanifested representation of the Supreme through such Vedic literatures as the Upanishads. And they have to learn the language, understand the non-perceptual feelings and realize all these processes. This is not very easy for a common man. A person in Krishna consciousness engaged in devotional service simply by the guidance of the bona fide spiritual master, simply by offering regulative obeisances unto the deity, simply by hearing the glories of the Lord, and simply by eating the remnants of foodstuffs offered to the Lord, realizes the Supreme Personality of Godhead very easily. There is no doubt. There is no doubt that the impersonalists are unnecessarily taking a troublesome path with the risk of not realizing the absolute truth at the ultimate end. But the personalist, without any risk, trouble or difficulty, approaches the Supreme Personality directly. A similar passage appears in Srimad Bhagavatam. It is stated there that if one ultimately has, has to surrender, if one ultimately has to surrender unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, in, in brackets, this surrendering process is called bhakti, bracket closed, but instead takes the trouble to understand what is Brahman, what is not Brahman, and spends his whole life in that way, the result is simply troublesome. Therefore, it is advised here that one should not take up this troublesome path of self-realization, because there is uncertainty in the ultimate result. A living entity is eternally an individual soul, and if he wants to merge into the spiritual whole, he may accomplish the realization of the eternal and knowledgeable aspects of his original nature. But the blissful portion is not realized. By the grace of some devotee, such a transcendentalist, highly learned in the process of jnana yoga, may come to the point of bhakti yoga, or devotional service. At that time, long practice in impersonalism also becomes a source of trouble, because he cannot give up the idea. Therefore, an embodied soul is always in difficulty with the unmanifest, both at the time of practice and at the time of realization. Every living soul is partially independent, and one should know for certain that this unmanifested realization is against the nature of his spiritual blissful self.
Wow, this is a very important point to understand. One should not take up this process. For every individual living entity, the process of Krishna consciousness, which entails full engagement in devotional service, is the best way. The best way. If one wants to ignore this devotional service, there is the danger of turning to atheism. Thus, the process of centering attention on the unmanifested, the inconceivable, which is beyond the approach of the senses, as already explained in this verse, should never be encouraged at any time, especially in this age. It is not advisable, it is not advised by Lord Krishna. Jai, hmm. we're going to stop here for today. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The book links, previous episodes, timeline, and biography of the author can be found on shravanamdiaries.com. The link is in the description, and we shall see you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.